As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Would you like to become the headline sponsor of the best fantasy football podcast on the planet next season? Would you like to be front and centre on the Athletic FBL podcast to complement the General's amazing advice? Would you like to reach hundreds of thousands of highly engaged FPL players every month? Of course you would. Your brand can advertise with us now. Our skilled and charming commercial team are waiting to hear from you. Contact partnerships at theathletic.com. That's partnerships at theathletic.com. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to the final episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm feeling emotional saying that it's been an incredible journey. I started the 59th Minute podcast five years ago. The first episode was released on the 9th of January 2018. It was fun listening back to it this week. It's safe to say my podcasting skills have improved since then. When The Athletic entered the UK football market, they brought me on boards to offer FPL advice to readers through articles, mailbags and Q&As initially. They then acquired the 59th Minute Podcast in January 2020 and it subsequently became the Athletic FPL Podcast. Going from just a handful of listeners in those early days to number one in the UK football podcast charts on a couple of occasions has been amazing. There's some changes happening with the Athletic's audio offering and there's no longer a home there for this FPL podcast. This hasn't come out of the blue. I was informed about the shakeup a couple of months ago, so I've had time to process it. We're hopeful that the podcast might return in the same format for a 2023-24 season, but if not, you will hear my voice weekly somewhere else. I'm going to use the upcoming international break to assess my options for the rest of this season as I'd like to continue with the content to see out the campaign. A general doesn't leave the war before it's over. The troops need guidance. Keep an eye on my Twitter at FPL General for updates about future content. Now, there's a game week that needs previewing. I'm recording late on Wednesday nights after what was a great evening for most managers with the likes of Tony, Solly March, Matoma and the defenders from Brentford and Brighton delivering the clean sheet points. 
It's a Friday deadline in FPL this week, 90 minutes before Nottingham Forest versus Newcastle kicks off. There's just seven fixtures in Game Week 28, so it's a blank game week for some teams. Those teams that don't have a game are Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Brighton, West Ham and Fulham. On this episode, it'll be a quick review of Double Gaming 27. The watch list will be updated. 10 questions from Twitter, and we'll take a look at captaincy and transfers for the weekend. A quick review of Double Gaming 27. It wasn't looking too good before the Wednesday night games, but thankfully they went to plan. Banked the free transfer, so I've got two free transfers for 28, which we'll talk about later. Finished up in the 100 club, 105 points. A nice healthy green arrow from 180k, now at 110k. So the 1 million overall rank to 100k is almost complete. And we've got that top 50k in sight, which is my target. The only blanks in the game week were from Saka and Rashford's. The players who delivered, Triple Brentford, Rhea, Henry and Tony Captain. Estupinen, Solly March and Matoma got the points. Solly March should have had even more points, but that's been well covered on social media. I won't go into any more detail. And there was points as well for Trippier, Haaland and Harry Kane with his brace. Could have been an even better game week. I was mulling over the bench boost like a lot of people. Decided to wait until game week 29 for that one. And I left 26 points on my bench with Kepa. Gabriel from Arsenal, Odegaard on the score sheet and Fabian Scher. So the bench boost 29 is under a lot of pressure to deliver. Certainly probably won't get 26 points, but if we could get anywhere between 15 and 20, I would take that. Now, the final shoutouts of the season, unless you hear my voice somewhere else in the near future. Unfortunately, there's no new members since the last episode and I skipped last week's podcast as well so there was no shoutouts in gaming 26 there was nothing in 27 but i one name did pop out in gaming 27 and i thought it was quite fitting for the last episode that this guy is getting a notable mention for 60 minutes just about made it to 60 luka milivojevic at crystal palace those of you who listened last season will remember he's the only player since i started doing this podcast i got three 59th minute shoutouts in one season he got the hat trick we sent him a message we invited him onto the podcast and he did not reply. So good to see his name pop up for the final episode. Two players I want you to keep an eye on for the rest of the season for a possible hat-trick. There's two players that have had two shout-outs this season. It's Cunha at Wolves, and it's Mangala at Nottingham Forest. So make sure, if you see those guys getting another 59th-minute substitution, to tag me in a tweet. A watch list update for you now. I'm basically just going to run through all 11 players that I've got currently watch listed because I haven't done this for a couple of game weeks. Just two defenders on there at the moment. Luke Shaw, who I lost on the wildcard and I may well bring back in for the double game week 29. So he's on my mind again. And also Chilwell, who I think is going to be a very popular transfer in this week with a good fixture for Chelsea and also the double game week to come. So Shaw and Chilwell... I will be taking a look at closely this week and next game week. Midfielders on the watch list, Bruno Fernandes. Obviously no fixture for United in this game week. But once we get to game week 29, I think Bruno Fernandes is going to be a popular option again. I'm going to try and keep him in mind as well and keep that, you know, with budget in particular, try and keep some budget to make it easy to get to Bruno Fernandes if I want to do so. James Madison is another attractive pick this week and the double in 29. We know how good he's been 
as an FPL asset long term now I don't think I've owned him this season or if I have it it hasn't been for, for too many game weeks so I would like to own him at some point between now and the end of the season again Madison a pretty good transfer in this week I think and the final midfielder on the watch list is McAllister at Brighton I've got Matoma I've got March and I've got a Stupinen but I can see myself owning McAllister at some point before game week 38 as well mostly forwards on the watch list which I think is is important this week because a lot of people are thinking about selling Mr. Haaland because he doesn't have a game and he's got Liverpool in 29. So the options I'm looking at if I end up doing that, Ollie Watkins at Aston Villa is on the watch list along with Havertz at Chelsea, Solanke at Bournemouth, Ian Acho at Leicester, Danny Ings and Ferguson. Although I'll probably remove Ferguson from the watch list following the midweek games because he didn't start that one so in particular I think Watkins and Havertz are very attractive this week because they've got the good fixture and they've got the double afterwards Slanky similar as well I think Bournemouth have looked pretty decent going forward in recent game weeks and I've always kind of had a soft spot for Solanke he's a budget friendly option and in particular his double game week fixtures are pretty good Ian Acho, I'm not as high on because I'm always a bit fearful of rotation or early substitutions. So that's the watch list updated ahead of Gimme 28. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Time to answer some questions from Twitter now. The first two are, are linked, so I'll do them together. The first one's from FPL Rise. How many players do we need for the upcoming blank game week? So I always think in a blank game week, Eight always comes to mind for me. If you've got a good captain, if you've got most of the key assets who have good fixtures, if you've got eight players, you can get through it. Ideally, you want nine or ten, but certainly you don't need to go out of your way this week to get 11. I'm currently on nine. I've got two free transfers, but I might not even use both of them. I'm quite happy to play with 10 and have two free transfers for after the international break, just in case there's a few issues to deal with afterwards because I want to play that bench boost in Game Week 29. So I'm looking at making one transfer, 10 players. That feels absolutely fine to me. If you've got eight, you've got nine, that's pretty good also. Question from FPL Brooklyn. Sticker twist with five goal Haaland. Brooklyn says, option one, keep Haaland and play with 10 players this week. Or option two, sell Haaland now so we can field 11, pick up a doubler and get him back in game week 30. So I was very much leaning towards selling Haaland this week before he scored the five goals midweek. It's just that little reminder that you know this is what I can do against anyone. I can do this against Liverpool in game week 29. So even going without Haaland for one game week feels scary to me. But I think when you can get an alternative player who has three fixtures 
in the next two game weeks when Haaland has just won. I feel like we can risk it for one game week and it does help slightly that it's Liverpool. It's not a Bournemouth or a Leeds or a team towards the bottom of the table. So I am leaning towards using my free transfer to sell Haaland for a striker with a good fixture this week who also has a double game week 29 and then straight away game week 30 get Erling Haaland back in. Related question from Eric Ness Onstad. Who is the best forward with a game in 28 and a double in 29? Eric says he's going to wildcard out of it in game week 30. So much easier for Eric to do this if he's going to wildcard Haaland back in. Those of us who do sell Haaland this week, we've got to commit to getting him back in game week 30 regardless. Obviously a few other things could crop up between now and then that we might need to deal with. But I think if we sell him, we don't go too long without him. We'll get him back around game week 30. So again, the options, most of these are on my watch list anyway. My first instinct was to go for Watkins. He's he's banging form. He's playing with a lot of confidence. And he's got Bournemouth at home this week, which I like. The double for Aston Villa is Chelsea and Leicester away, which is not great. But I just like a player playing with confidence, scoring goals, on penalties as well. So I like Watkins as a pick for his three games versus Haaland's one. The other options, Havertz is quite tempting. Also, Chelsea have three home fixtures. They've got Everton at home this week. And then the double is Villa at home and Liverpool at home as well. I think he's looked really good in recent game weeks as well, putting up some good underlying numbers. Ivan Tony, who's already in my team, if you don't have him, he is an option. But very frustratingly, he picked up that late yellow card on Wednesday night, which means he's on nine yellows. If he gets one more, he's going to have a two-match ban in the Premier League. So, worst case scenario, if Tony gets booked in game week 28 against Leicester, he'll miss the double game week. And that's another reason why I want to have two frees after the break, just in case I need to deal with an Ivan Tony problem and then I can make a more luxury transfer with a second free. So, Ivan Tony, you probably don't buy him now because of the nine yellows. But again, he's probably in most teams the way things are set up. I would, I think I would go Watkins or Havertz now over Tony because of that yellow card concern. Solanke's fixtures are Villa away this week and then two home fixtures in the double, Fulham and Brighton. I like that for attackers. So I do think Solanke's right up there in this short spell for the next two game weeks as a very good option. Ian Acho, again, not as high on him. Leicester play Brentford away, Palace away, Villa at home. And then you're kind of scraping the barrel a bit more for other options. Isaac at Newcastle, seen a few talking about him, scored a great header, but I'm always concerned about rotation with Wilson. I think Watkins and Havertz, Solanke, to me, those are just a little bit safer in terms of minutes. And then you've got Brennan Johnson and Nottingham Forest as well, but I think there might be a slight injury concern there. I need to double check that. But again, when it comes to Brennan Johnson versus Watkins, Havertz, Solanke, Tony, who I already own, he doesn't really get a look in for me. Question from FPL Gem. Who are the best defenders to get for Game Week 28 besides Chilwell? So yeah, I think Chilwell's a very good transfer in this week. Alternatives to Chilwell. Again, I would look at the teams we've been looking at all season, really, for defenders. Arsenal, if you don't have triple Arsenal already, get yourself an Arsenal defender. They've got two good home fixtures coming up. They don't have a double, but they can easily outscore the double game players with those two good home fixtures. Newcastle as well, they've got a good fixture away to Nottingham Forest. I say a good fixture, that's not an easy fixture nowadays, but you're still hopeful that the Newcastle guys could get a clean sheet there, and they've also got the double game week to come afterwards. So, you know, Trippier, if you don't have him, Fabian Scher, Botman, Dan Byrne, they're all viable options. Trippier number one, Scher number two, 
Botman number three would be my order of preference. Murray Cash as well is an option. Villa have a good fixture this week and the double as well. So there's plenty of options out there. But yeah, certainly Chilwell is high on my radar. Question from Peter Vermas. Already have Kepa and Chilwell. Is it worth bringing in Reese James as well for Estupinen? Triple Chelsea defence gives me a shiver down my spine. It's Graham Potter, it's rotation. I think two's definitely enough. I think even one Chelsea defender is enough, and I'm including Kepa in that as a defensive pick. Kepa and Chilwell as a double-up sounds pretty good to me. I think triple-up might be overkill, and I'm always a little bit reluctant to triple-up on defences because you might want a Havertz later, you might want a Sterling later, or a Mudrick or something, so just keep that door open. But if you certainly if you want to just go after those clean sheets and you think there is going to be clean sheets triple defence if it comes in you know when it does come in you know you're looking 18 points minimum uh, throwing a few bonus points you're probably up to 22 23 points so yeah it's viable but I do prefer keeping a Chelsea attacking spot open question from Shane FPL before I get to Shane's question actually Peter was saying to get Reese James in it was for Estupinen I've seen a few people are concerned about Estupinen for after the international break a lot of us have him with bench boost in mind for double game week 29 or just in general for your starting 11 he's going to be traveling with his national team during the break like a lot of people are but he might be in australia wherever he is anyway he's going to be pretty far away i think he's going to be back quite late you know maybe only a day or two before the first fixture of the double gaming so go have a look into that see how you feel about the fixtures for a when he's away do you think he comes back straight back into the starting 11 when he's back I'm not too concerned. I think I'm just going to ride it out with him, stick with him. I don't think it's worth a transfer to sell him. So, yeah, I'm probably just going to leave it for now. And you would hope maybe in the press conference from Deserby in two weeks' time, you know, after that international break, Deserby's quite open in his presser. So he might just come out and say, he's arrived back late, he hasn't trained or whatever. But unless there's very specific information, I'm just going to keep him and hope he does start both games. If he doesn't start the first one, it's not the end of the world, really. I don't think it's worth a transfer to lose him. Back to Shane's question. Would you lose a Brighton midfielder or a defender for the upcoming blank game week? Shane currently has one defender and two midfielders. So my answer to this one is if you've got, you know, eight, nine, ten players this week, I would just keep all your Brighton guys because they do have the double the week after. And that's that's my plan. I'm going to keep all three. Not going to lose any of them this game week. If you are feeling a bit light for this game week or you're concerned about Estupinen, I think I would lose him over a midfielder. You know, McAllister, Matoma, Solly March, they're all fantastic, underpriced FPL picks, playing for a brilliant attacking team. Keep those guys. If you really want to lose a Brighton player, I would lose Estupinen before the midfielders. Next question is from Switchblade. Is it worth selling an Arsenal defender for someone with a double game week in 29? I don't think so. This to me feels it could be a bit of a trap. You're selling, you know, a very good defensive pick from a very good defensive side just for a doubler when Arsenal do have two good home fixtures. So I wouldn't do it. I would keep whoever you have, if it's Gabriel, if it's Ben White, Saliba, Zinchenko, I would keep those guys for Crystal Palace at home and Leeds at home. Question from Tacoma Toffee. Can you give us a suggested draft for those of us on a free hit this week? So those of you who are on a free hit, as always, I put this together in about three and a half minutes. Didn't put a huge amount of thought into it. I'm pretty sure it comes in under budget because budget isn't really a concern this season. So just I looked at the fixtures for this game week 
And this is roughly what I would do if I was on a free hit. Kepa, Chilwell double up. Go after that Chelsea clean sheet. Trippier would be in because he's a boss. Matty Cash in for a good fixture for Aston Villa. I think I'd go triple Arsenal midfield. Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli. Martinelli's been superb since a lot of us sold him. So I'd like to get him back for a one-week fling. Madison against Brentford would probably make it into my free hit squad. And then up front, you'd have Kane against Southampton, Havertz and Ollie Watkins. So that sounds like a pretty good free hit 11 to me. Kepa, Chilwell, Trippier, Cash, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Madison, Kane, Havertz and Watkins. If you are free hitting this week, best of luck. Final question from FPL Doctor. How is parenthood going? Thanks for the non-FPL question. Parenthood is going very, very well. If you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, Sonny is now two weeks old and he is an absolute dream. Well, I say he's a dream. He's keeping us awake most nights, but he's he's absolutely brilliant. And it's been it's been a roller coaster of a two weeks, but it's been absolutely fantastic. Loving every minute of it. And it's I had my first FPL parenting moment last weekend. Usually on a on a Saturday or a Sunday, I'm totally tuned in. I know exactly who's in my starting eleven. I know who's on my bench. I know all that kind of stuff and I'm checking it every five minutes. But last week, busy with a little man, just checked the scores kind of halfway through or three quarters of the way through the games. And I knew that I, I brought in Gabriel from Arsenal on the wildcard and I seen that he scored and I was buzzing. And I jumped on the FBL website just to have a wee look at the bonus points to see how he was doing for bonus. And then the realisation was he was my third sub on my bench. So again... Being a parent is already changing my engagement levels with the game. And I'm sure plenty of you can relate to those kind of moments. So yes, those Gabriel points on the bench were very frustrating. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. On to captaincy for the game week. I don't think there's a huge amount of options. Obviously, we don't have City or Manchester United to choose from. Arsenal are at home to Crystal Palace. That's arguably the best fixture of the weekend. So your Saka's, your Odegaard's, your Martinelli's, all viable captaincy candidates. Harry Kane is away to Southampton. I think this is where I'm going to go with my armband for Gimme 28. Kane just feels kind of nice and safe. He's been ticking along all season. You know, if you offered me a goal and one bonus point now for my captain with for Kane against Southampton, I would take it. A little bit harder kind of to target which Arsenal midfielder 
is going to do well. I've got Odegaard, I've got Saka, both options as well. So I'm going to wait up for a few days. Do I go Saka, Odegaard or Harry Kane? But it's on Kane at the moment and I think there's a very good chance it will stay there elsewhere. If you've got Chelsea assets, they're at home to Everton. If you go for Havertz, maybe a captaincy punt there if you're trying to make up ground or catch someone in your mini-league. But certainly, I wouldn't look past Arsenal attackers or Harry Kane for the armband this game week. Transfers for the weekends. I mentioned this earlier. Nine players currently for Game 28. Two free transfers, but I want to have two for after the international break. A lot can happen during an international break, so I want to have that flexibility afterwards to make sure my bench boost 29 is strong. So I'm probably just going to make one transfer this week. The players in my squad that don't have a fixture are Rashford, three Brighton players, and Haaland. I don't want to sell Rashford. I don't want to sell the Brighton guys because they all have the double in 29. So by process of elimination, I think for my squad, it makes the most sense to sell Haaland, get a three for one, get someone who's got three fixtures versus Haaland's one for the next two game weeks, and then go back to the Norwegian. So Watkins is winning the race at the moment. I'm going to give Havertz some more consideration. I don't think I'm going to go Ian Acho, just a bit fearful of Brendan Rodgers. And Solanke, I am going to give Solanke plenty of thought as well as a short-term punt. So currently my order is Watkins 1, Havertz 2 and Solanke 3. I'm looking forward to checking out a few more FPL podcasts this week and YouTubes as well, just to you know harness a few opinions and gather my own thoughts on where I want to go with that striker position. That is it for the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm, ch- I'm holding back the tears. I've got the tissues beside me. I want to say a massive thank you to you, the listener, whether you've been with me since day one, way back five years ago, or whether you've just been with me for a couple of episodes. My commiserations if this is your first episode. You might want to go back and listen to a few of the old ones, although that doesn't make much sense when it comes to FPL. But yes, just a massive thank you to all of you who have been on this journey with me. It's been absolutely incredible. It's not the end. This is not the end. I'm a big believer of when one door closes, another door opens. I've already had a lot of emails from people. WhatsApp messages are coming through from people, from other companies, all that kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. In an ideal world... I've really enjoyed my time with The Athletic and I'm hopeful maybe I might just go out on a loan deal for the rest of the season and come back to The Athletic next season. But we'll figure all that out during the international break. So don't worry, I am not going anywhere. You will have me in your ears in the near future. Like I said, I want to finish out this season if you've been with me since the start. So thank you to the listener and again, thank you to The Athletic for allowing me to live my dream over the last couple of seasons. You know, they've played a big part in that and they've been very, very good to me. I know a few people were asking me or, you know, complaining about the Athletic hanging me out to dry. Absolutely not the case. I've had plenty of notice. These things happen. Things change. But when there's change, there's also opportunity. So we'll take the positives and we'll see what the future holds. Talk to you soon and best of luck for Game Week 28. The Athletic.